0: you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
1: Wake up in the morning feeling like... Waterman is extremely well. She's very slippery. You don't own me. Okay, now the tough question. Is this a try? Yes, yes or no? Just because I'm a woman... Hello tryhards. welcome back. Hey everybody. Um, How how was your weekend? I don't don't know why we say hello to everyone at the start and then
2: we just crack on to just talking to each other. I mean, is it polite to do that?
1: Um, I feel like it's polite. I'm not really sure that we could wait around for everyone to answer (laughs) us, (laughs) publishing a five second podcast of us saying hello, (laughs) waiting for people to get in touch. I'm not sure you've thought through the mechanics <laughs> of how that could possibly work. It's weird though, saying hello and then cracking.
2: Although I will say it's similar to when I did um I did some online stuff with the E-sport trust. And it was the first time actually before I did the Esport Trust stuff. Can you remember when I in lockdown and I did those um those online sessions for Gallagher when I was an ambassador with them and I did uh what was weird is I could only see myself on my screen and one of it it was about like mental health mental well-being getting them active doing stuff on a Friday afternoon and on my screen all I could see was me and one of the days I delivered chair yoga (laughs) it was the weirdest thing it was like hi everyone like there's nothing on my screen apart from my face you don't
1: know you're literally completely in the dark so about what, how anyone's like, like in an exercise class where a trainer might be like you're doing really well such and such you couldn't even fake that you just had to be like you're doing really well Nolly." but <laughs> <laughs> so you've got it's a good really stretch weird. there danielle
2: honestly it's really weird I, then i did some stuff for the eSport Trust and i've done other bits like webinars where you can't see everyone and it's so odd delivering when you have no feedback like no even in zoom um just like I've got feedback from you you've just yawned down the screen at yes. me I know what I'm saying is clearly um an exceptional start to this podcast
1: I um I did a a lecture a couple of months ago with um, the Cardiff Met broadcast student. I thought you thought you'd talk about me you regularly lecture me you, you need it <laughs> Pity you don't listen. Pity you don't come to the seminars. um, Did you just swear? (laughs) Or or hand your essays in on time. Um, But yeah, loads of them didn't turn their camera on, which I thought was quite ironic, considering that they're on a broadcast journalism course. But say la vie, say la vie. Mm. Um, Speaking of which, I'm on a podcast this week. I think it's this week. I recorded it the other week. With two of the students from that course, and the podcast Ooh. is called "She's Got a Goal in Mind." Oh, yeah! Did they get you one from your footballing talents? <laughs> yeah, that and um, my basketball credentials. Oh,
2: um, it's not a goal. What I said, basketball credentials. Yeah, but I thought I said football because it's she's got a goal in mind.
1: I don't know. In basketball, you get a hoop. Oh, you get a hoop. Yeah, sure. a Sorry, Dennis Rodman. Um, Hi. <laughs> wow. All right, Scotty Pippin. Uh, you can be the Scotty Pippin to my Michael Jordan. It's funny, I'm wearing a Lakers T-shirt, even though they were Bulls players. Um, anyway, I am on their podcast this week and they basically, it's quite highbrow. They speak to women um, who have like achieved things in sport and sports broadcast. And they ask- did you, talk about, um, did you
2: talk about the fact that you're in line to be selected for my testimonial? Is that why?
1: <laughs> I did actually mention that on there. I'm pretty confident I did. <laughs> well, I basically didn't I didn't prepare for it very well in that I didn't listen to their previous podcast that they'd done. And at the end they ask you three questions. Um, one was who would be your dream dinner party guests? Now I've got no doubt in my mind the kind of like guests like Katrin Telev had been on there the other week, Lauren Jenkins has been on there, like you know, these are girls who are friends of mine who I respect immensely and I've got no doubt that they would have said things like oh Nelson Mandela or you know Barack Obama and I was like Chris Evans who plays Captain America in the Marvel movies (laughs) is he fit (laughs) who else did you say just him I said it one-on-one and I was going to make my spicy sausage pasta for him
2: Wow, that's an intense dinner. Dinner party. I mean, is it a dinner right. party or is it a date? it's a
1: date, it's very <laughs> much I hope Chris I hope Chris knows it's a date. Um because welcome to, to the dinner party of just me and you. It's <laughs> just me and you. It's just me and you babe. Um yeah. I feel like like why, you know, why muddy the waters? Why introduce other people into it? It could just be me and him staring across the table at each other
2: tell you what you have got an intense stare as well um those eyes we've spoken about much about your eyes recently they're very I did, yeah I did not enjoy the video you just sent me I wish I could put it on social media but I feel like our friendship might take a turn to the
1: rocks anyway um should we anyway, move on that because I'm a guest on that podcast this week and I know that you are guesting on a podcast this week as well oh
2: nice link is this Thank what you, you did on your um, media training with the students? Um, it's not a podcast, actually. It's a webinar that people can join yeah. in. Wow. Yeah. Um, I mean, when I say join in, I'm not quite sure whether you, you can come and be on the panel as well. But it um, should be a really cool evening with Loose Heads, the charity Mental Health Awareness Week. And they are doing um, a webinar event hosted by the one and only Craig Doyle, um, wow, Amber Reed, and I, um, and cool. Sean Edwards. Wow. Who is one of the founder members of the of the charity um he's going to be on there so yeah should be good fun and it's free to sign up so make sure well maybe you could join in support me maybe oh. you won't but is it
1: Wednesday going out soz um I have I ever told you about Sean Edwards doing um he was a guest for Sky Show and I was um the award in the studio in the gallery for it so I was like talking to him the whole way through like analyzing the game like building him analysis to talk about like really into it and then I went in the studio afterwards just to like because he was coaching whales at the time and you know I thought it'd be friendly and go in and I walked in and he thought I was the makeup girl and he asked me if I had any baby wipes (laughs) hey you got any baby wipes I was like no can you go and get me some I was like what why would I go and get you some are you are not makeup do I do I look like I'm the makeup person
2: well it was obviously because you looked so pristine I mean I saw how you were with Lauren the makeup lady um during the HSBC doc I mean that that makeup chat was pretty serious I mean there was some intense brand chat um techniques
1: but, yeah. If Charlotte Tilbury wants to swoop in and sponsor this podcast, I could talk about it on here as well. <laughs> She's not going to get any airtime until she does, though. Yeah. Or um, or La Roche Posay. We're open to offers, guys. We're open to offers. La Roche Posay or Ferrero Roche? La Roche Posay. <laughs> I am not rubbing hazelnut <laughs> on my face. I can think of worse. Yeah, I can think of nicer chocolates. You rub nuts on your face. <laughs> that how you keep yourself looking so fresh? We'll go into that another time. I heard it's good for your hair, but anyway. <laughs> why don't we talk about some rugby? I'd love to talk about rugby.
2: I mean, there is so much going on. And you know what? Um, Hot, before we get started. Out. Yeah. A very, very good friend of mine, from from like <laughs> Oh, me? you've really tickled me. Um, is Fiona Pocock and she is just an absolute delightful human um played England 15s had the most horrendous experience with injuries um, but battled her way back and um yeah and now having retired from playing she has set up a company that is delivering resources um for strength and conditioning for women's rugby players it's absolutely okay. honestly wow. it's absolutely awesome um she's always did PT um, and strength conditioning and stuff and I think because she went through so much as a, as an individual she knew how much she smashed her knee apart and then had shoulder surgery and all sorts of things so she gets it and we spoke the other day and we talked about it all and, and actually quite often what happens in women's rugby is if you're a good athlete you accelerate through um, you know in the leagues and which is great but you don't necessarily then have the s and c to to create like robustness around you because it's multi-directional collision um and so she's doing stuff um around that in a space with a website and you can have a little look it's cool um her instagram is at feepo underscore hq which is f-e-e-p-o underscore hq
1: so honestly check it out it's really, really thinking, great. Like, maybe she could do like the S and C provision for testimonial because <laughs> she'll be playing. So mate, just, you've done like, you've done one boot camp. You're gonna be absolutely flying. Mate, like <laughs> well, not just that, A a boot camp that was led by a former international rugby player. So, you know, like Pross has got my back. Maybe like I'll invite her down, she can help me out with some, you know, my own personal conditioning stuff. Not that I'll need it because I'm in great condition. Um, speaking uh, of Heather Fisher, St George's Park this weekend. Heather Fisher? Oh, where, where's Heather Fisher come into this? I said Fisher's probably going to play so she won't do our and Oh, okay,
2: right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you ever um, think
1: about that? Who did you think was going to play in the back row in my team that I play 10 in? Yeah,
2: no, to be fair, I'd have Heather Fisher in there. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, Oh, I'm just so excited for the girls and boys to finally pull on a Team GB strip of all of the training that they've been doing, everything that they have gone through. Um, And there's only so much you can continually play against someone like Fisher in team training.
1: (laughs) It's a real, you just look at it and you think, poor Jazz Joyce. There's a real David and Goliath kind of spaghetti versus meatball going on there. (laughs)
2: you know what though like jazz is unbelievable in contact she's just like a little pinball she just like pings around everywhere i'm just so excited and having seen the stuff on instagram i haven't spoken to any of them yet but yeah i think it's going to be class and for the men you've got ireland and usa and for the women there's france and ireland um so some really decent opposition for for them and i think I'm pretty sure I remember seeing one of the first team like GB7's um mission possible and videos, and they talked about the announcement of the squads being in June. So players yeah. will find out who the shortened squad is. Um so this has got to be a massive opportunity for them all. Um there's a few well, players maybe- with niggles and stuff, but
1: we're it's talking about team GB here, but This weekend proves a really good opportunity for both the Irish in the men's and the French in the women's because they've got a reperchage in a matter of weeks down in Monaco. Um, I'll tell you what, get me on a yacht. I would absolutely, (laughs) anyone to send me down there. I am so available for a couple of days. (laughs) To do what? Whatever you want. Honestly, whatever you want. What
2: could you, what would be the like the one thing that you would have to really question whether you go like they went right all expenses trip paid but when you get here you've got to do this what would it be that would actually
1: go oh you know what I'm not doing that can't anything I can't that, I've got to turn down a trip to Monaco anything that <laughs> involves like any kind of heavy cardio um, <laughs> <laughs> uh lj are you available like it's not the kind of stuff you normally do but we need someone to be a line runner and basically that's someone who runs up and down with a microphone and that i look at like over the years i've watched like teenagers doing that and i think it's my worst nightmare like i just don't i haven't i haven't got the engine for it i have not got the engine for it i thought you were talking about an assistant referee called a line runner <laughs> <It's> like... <laughs> So I saw Claire Daniels on Saturday when I was at Worcester. So if she wants any help, you know, I'm not saying that I could like referee a game or even like run the line, but I could, I reckon citing, you know, TMO, I'd be great. Paddy hit me up
2: how could you you're frowning at the screen now I mean would you be yeah, able to I see it? my glasses <laughs> on
1: because they, they got wet when I went for my evening walk and because I use soap to keep my eyebrows in place when it rained the soap like the water dissolved the soap and it went in my eyes that's why my eyes are so pink yeah
2: what type of soap do you put in there is it like the the pump one the liquid one or is it like liquid
1: hand soap in my eyebrows (laughs) what are you on (laughs) I use pears soap so a clear bar of soap and I spray makeup fix on it and then I rub my spoolie in it and then I make my brows you rub a spoon in it a spoolie (laughs) what's a spoolie you know like like a mascara wand yeah that's a spoolie
2: I well it
0: really listeners, is the world, you've just
2: that I I've just every day is a school day um I can't you know believe what, you go through all I of like, that for your eyebrows
1: the um you just got to think how unfair it is the stereotypes about like women's rugby players and like not knowing about like makeup and stuff because you my friend ugh, are all over it I'm uh, called a yellow I'm called a yellow raisin for a reason right
2: should we talk about this refreshage because apart from you doing cardio there is some pretty tasty matchups, and, and really it's <laughs> really important
1: to remember. So, basically, Nolly and I were talking about the reprochage earlier on, because obviously, this all we talk about is rugby. And I turned around to Nolly and said, Very important to remember that there are two women's teams going through. And now she's made fun of me for saying, Oh, it's really important to remember. It is really important to remember because these two reprochage finals days are not created equally there are two pools for the men's pool a and pool b but in the women's there are three a la world cup and there will be two qualifiers which is i mean are they going to play a final or is it just the two winners of the semi-finals oh yeah no they
2: surely have got to get a winner
1: everyone's a winner rugby is the winner (laughs)
2: I'm looking at the teams now, Pool A, Russia, Argentina, Mexico, Samoa, Um, Pool B, Papua New Guinea, Kazakhstan, Jamaica, Tunisia, Pool C, France, Hong Kong, Colombia, Madagascar. Who knew that all of those countries had qualified into an Olympic rapprochage? How cool is that from the women's perspective? Just to show how global the Sevens game is, it's unbelievable. Um, I can't remember a name, it's gonna be really frustrating, but I'm pretty sure it was when we were over in Sydney Papua New Guinea um, were there and they had a player who on, on our paper was maybe 33 I think by all accounts she was a little bit older than that but absolutely burned Michaela Blyde in one of their pool games um, am yeah. I right in saying it was Sydney?
1: Um, I think it was was it Rima was this her name, Rima?
2: I'm not quite sure we'll have to I'm look it like up but it was unbelievable remember.
1: try she even had the
2: audacity to flick out her gum shield in her mouth and run with the gum shield half hanging out and then did a forward roll to finish. It was pretty impressive, to be fair. But, I mean, looking at those, there'll be some pretty good mix-ups. It's, I think you kind of can't look very much further than it being a Russia-France uh, qualification, yeah. um, through, given that
1: those are the two teams on the World Series. Um, yeah, good point. Mexico were a um, guest team in Canada when I was there a couple of years ago and they had really nice um, stadium jackets. I'm not sure that's going to get them to an Olympics, but I just thought I'd add that in. Uh, what else have I got to say about these teams? Jamaica. I'm still upset about losing my Jamaica sevens hat when we were in Hong Kong. I think about it every few days. Um, Kazakhstan. Rather-
2: Kazakhstan. I've actually played a few times in fifteens. So they were in the 2006 and 2010 world cup. And, um, I actually, so I came off the bench in the 2010 World Cup, and uh, Waterman had a run out at scrum half again, um, wow. and I genuinely hadn't played scrum half for probably, well, a long time, I, a decent amount of time. And I remember doing passing in the warm up and being like, "Oh God, like couldn't even bend down." I was like, "Come on, like. <laughs> boy!" We played a play lovely this purple movie? strip that game, um, um, and actually nice the- back. Nice fact, when we pay Kazakhstan in the 2010 World Cup, Claire Purdy was the England captain, which was very
1: oh, There we go. I have never played against Kazakhstan, but we've got a fan <laughs> from there. And her dad got killed by the KGB. Yeah.
2: Right, okay, moving on.
1: Um, moving on. Um, Madagascar, my friend Josh, who I used to work with at Sky, we were in the office once, and he said, what's that film about all the animals that go to Madagascar?
2: am I Am I, is it a question or
1: yeah the film is called Madagascar oh you I... me,
2: never seen it um actually just look, just thinking Hong Kong one person that runs rugby in Hong Kong who is just absolutely fab bloody tastic is Joe Hull and I'm super excited oh, to see Joe how they Hull. get on yeah so it's good to see how they go I think you know, she's really struggled in terms of like just I suppose getting the opportunities for the girls to play and um, and I know that there's loads been loads of like support have gone into them so it's good to see that they're in Pool pool see there I think Columbia were very um, well they actually went to the 2016 Olympic Games um, could we play them no I don't think so um, so yeah it'd be interesting to see how Paulsi um Goes.
1: And in the men's, I think they're probably the standout favourites there. I don't know. Ireland, France. Um Samoa on their day, Tonga on their day.
2: Tonga on their day. Um, yeah. Uganda have actually turned up at a couple of um tournament of the World Series and actually carved up a bit. And Jamaica i
1: have got some uh pretty decent athletes in their squad so at the end of the day peace be the journey as far as the jamaican boys are concerned it it is going to be really
2: interesting it is going to be really interesting with the um with the men's because it is literally a shootout and that is absolutely brutal and the one thing that any team has got over everyone else the irish the amount they i think they lost in two finals am i right qualification into the world series then they won last year and got or two years ago and got qualification onto the world series absolutely smashed it so if there's any players that understand that pressure game more than anyone it's got to be the Irish um even the though the French have got some players. outstanding players
1: I think a couple of those Sevens boys have gone to 15s programs in the provinces and Harry McNulty friend of the pod is over with the Giltinis in LA oh yeah of course in the MLR he hasn't been playing because he has broken his hand um. Um, if you follow him on instagram he's obviously a very active instagrammer and he's um just had his uh, his cast taken off so oh, maybe you could uh,
2: did you slide into his dms talking about casts and stuff with your no, carpal tunnel and no,
1: no? um the carpal tunnel hope. is still very fresh in my memory and you know at the end of the day i won't be going to the olympics because of it so you bringing it up like this is you know well, I tell you what, you will be going to an amazing
2: Sevens event.
0: I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs.
1: LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me.
0: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
2: This summer. So everybody, big, big announcement. We are hoping to get the Italian Cavaliers Seven Squad over for the Richmond at the, it, Richmond Athletic Ground summer social event. I am so excited. Um it's going to be awesome and actually having spoken to Rob, one of the organisers, they've had a massively tough time because they were hoping to run it obviously last year, it got cancelled, it got delayed um, and they're really desperate to get it going, it's on August the 14th and one thing I didn't know is that they have had women's teams there since 2010. I've never played in the tournament because it always clashed with a, an internationals. after losing the opportunity to play in invitational sides after some bad behaviour from the internationals. Um, yeah, I haven't been able to play, but they are really looking to have more women's teams involved. So friends of the pod, reach out. They've got an elite yes. section all the way down to ultra social um, hopefully LJ and I will be there with the Cavaliers, but it's a great opportunity because considering how little rugby everyone has played, why not enter into a tournament like that? It's one day, there's loads going on. I think there's netball, CrossFit, all sorts of other things. And then they've got a big
1: party in the evening. I honestly have just had like the worst wave of beer fear from, oh, God. I'm... whether it would have been 2011 or 2012, 2011, I reckon it must have been. And that was the first time, no, 2012, I went. And oh, God. So you've
2: been?
1: Yeah, I've been a couple of times. You kept that that quiet, haven't you, eh? Let's just hope no one. Yeah, yeah. Let's hope no one leaves any kiss and tell reviews on our podcast. Let's move on. Please do. Please
2: do. You know what? I've got loads of shout outs. I've given one to Fee, I've given one to the social, and Summer Social. But I actually have a really cool um, shout out for for a challenge that's being done. I, I there's not many things that I think like I think being an athlete and being quite competitive. I'm like you for know bratsby. what former that that yeah very very much former ex retired game yeah. over <laughs> shed collapse. Um, I um, there's not, like I always think oh. That looks good. Yeah, I reckon I could do that. Bit of training, I reckon. This, this challenge, no. So Sven Glor, are absolutely crazy Australian, very professional, obviously, um, legend from HSBC. Is re- actually, did you know that he used to be a paddler, an international paddler? What do you mean a paddler? It's a paddler. Well, in a kayak, canoe, like a paddle thing. He actually went, he lived in Hawaii for a while. Wow! And did it, yeah, like the surf, it's, like I don't know what they're called, um, yeah, like, I don't know what they're called, there's obviously a certain name, and he's going to be really frustrated that I don't know, but he used to do that, so he's super into it, anyway, we were chatting the other day, and he told me about this challenge, and it's called the Pacific Race, and apparently it's two, I think, 2,700 miles, and wow. it's rowing from San Francisco to Hawaii, which sounds, oh, oh, oh that sounds all right, um, however, the oceans that they 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 do it continually for twenty four hours a day, seven days a week. Two hours rowing, two hours resting. Continually, that's it. And I they dive. go through they go through parts I of dive. the ocean that is four thousand
1: meters deep. Yeah.
2: That I can't get my head around.
1: And also, I don't like it when my feet can't touch the bottom in a swim.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but they've got. waves apparently of up to 40 feet that they've got a
1: row through now i don't understand
2: how does it not do in that
1: in that in that ocean so and they do it in a team of four so there's four ladies um, that's the humpback whales migration pattern up that pacific coast (laughs) (laughs) anyway apparently only two women's
2: teams have ever done it before and they they these these ladies have got the best name, and they've got they're doing fundraising, they're doing all sorts of stuff. But they're called Ocean Rose. like oh, yeah. rose yeah. and She Yeah, I asked, I literally love it a bit, little bit too much. And um, if we enter next year, should we be the Rojos? <laughs> we need two more mates. I don't think we've got anyone. Who would we bring in, Fisher? Yeah, Fisher should do the hard work. Mm,
1: you know who I'd also bring in. I reckon we want people with long levers. we need someone with lot who'd be good with long levers?
2: I was going to say fleeto, but then we'd literally be a very very short team that would take quite probably for every one of our strokes well with every one
1: normal stroke we'd probably take about 10 of ours um and also they wear like they literally wear like bras and budgies to do this I ain't sitting in a four-man boat (laughs) with either of those two (laughs) hey why am I not in that? As we said, <laughs> former athlete. Anyway, yeah, I get it's to the, point point that, the elements. can you imagine how raveny you'd be by the time we get to Hawaii? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, I, the sleep, it would
2: be my worst nightmare. Sleep deprivation, rowing, which I'm terrible at because I hate gripping anything because I've got really rubbish thumbs and ridiculous <laughs> and ridiculous
1: heat. <laughs> Don't laugh at me, Laura Jane. It's, um, it's sleeping thing that I would really struggle uh, with. I would, I like eight hours sleep a night and that would just finish me off. Um. Anyway, should okay. you like talk I talk through what, what they're actually now.
2: doing? No, oh, my, oh, oh, I've oh. just said, I've just introduced it. They're What is actually really cool, apart from their super amazing name, is they are um, raising money for a charity that they have, which is the Seabin Project. And I don't thing? know if you've ever see, see, seen Seabins. Um. They they're machines that go along the top of the water and basically suck up loads of plastic and like microplastics and stuff like that. They're, wow. they're amazing. Like they're absolutely amazing. And they, they really, anyone that's seen Spiracy, obviously there's a lot going on in our, um, in our world, but everyone knows about the damage, but these sea bins are class. And so they're raising money to, for their charity that looks after them and they're aiming to get 60,000 pounds. So you can either donate directly for the challenge for the women that are doing it. Uh, Cause they're going for two, Guinness World Records which obviously we love a Guinness World Record um or um you can actually do the 270 challenge which is team of four 270 miles and raise 270 pounds
1: what do it anyway or rowing it
2: no you well you can row it if you want um absolutely anyway so you could paddleboard
1: you could skateboard you could cycle I mean I'm listing off all the things that we might do okay I've done I've done thirteen point nine four kilometers today. Chalk it up. Um, I couldn't row it. Have you ever done Stephen Ferris's rowing challenge that he does? No, it's I hate rowing. Like, Absolutely terrible. It's I, like uh, Rocky.
2: Rocky loves rowing at the moment. Rocky mm-hmm. Clark. She would be in our team. But anyway, teams need to be done by the seventeenth of May. There's a hash. There's prizes for all sorts of things. The hashtag is oh hashtag OSR twenty 170 challenge
1: basically just look at at ocean she will repeat it on try hard i'm probably just going to donate to the she rose i'm not going to do 270 miles on a rower because yeah, but you could
2: do you could do it in teams of four maybe we can but watch yeah, your space i've got a rower we've got to staff you've got up. 50 days to do it as well so it's enough for the in one go okay Yeah, because it's going to
1: take them 50 days, know, Anyway, I just thought it was brilliant, but it's something that I'd never do. Okay, I want to give a shout out to something I'm really excited for this week. And excited feels like a weird emotion to say about it, but um, Joe Marler's made a documentary for Sky TV um, called Big Boys Don't Cry. It comes out on Wednesday and it's just a really interesting journey through mental health and he goes to like theater improv he does some cold water swimming scaling heights um, and talks about his journey with kind of emotional rawness and I know that he this week has come out and said that the Lions need to take um, a kind of emotional well-being specialist with them on the tour for the boys so I think Joe is somebody who is synonymous with being and laughing joker kind of guy but the fact that he's the person standing up and and teeing up this conversation I think is really important and a huge amount of respect to him um and his wife Daisy who they've got four kids no they've got three with one on the way
2: is the one on the way been born now
1: well wow, I'm rounding it up to four because I know Daisy's incredibly <laughs> crazy, oh, you know what I'm really excited as well and I
2: think you know it just shows that the the loud extrovert people you know struggle too and it, it and actually I'm having met Joe and and seen him in action and seen what he's like when he's performing as a player at, you know or media or whatever and then actually when you meet him and chat to him I think it's it's going to be a really really brilliant insight into him and he's so funny that I think it will be all approached with some humor as much as it is like yeah. got a really serious message
1: yeah um, another shout-out we have to give is to the Prem 15s, who have announced today that the final will have fans for... Semi-finals
2: will, mate. Semi-finals will. Okay. Yeah, at the Stoop and at... What's... Saracens Grounds now? It's not Allianz.
1: The no. Allianz Premier 15s at Saracens Grounds. Is it the um, Watford Community Park or something?
2: I mean that sounds like the skate park down the road, but we'll go with it. Um, Saracens are playing Loughborough and Quinns are playing Wasps. Um, I, I'm really excited. I think there should be four four decent games, two decent games with four very
1: good opposition. <laughs> um, and then the final is at Kings Home with fans, and will be live on BT Sport.
2: I know, I know. It's going to be it's going to be fab, dabby, daisy, especially because. I now live in Gloucester, so can nip down the road. Oh,
1: I might come down. i Who do you think is going to be in the final based on last week's <sighs> performances?
2: Oh, you know what? So,
1: for those that haven't
2: seen, I got to commentate on the wasps Bristol game, and there were some un-bloody-believable tries from Waspies. There was no forward tries, and um, that the abby dow the superstar from the six nations the match winning try scoring machine didn't score one of the seven tries (laughs) which i think is hilarious but um they were unbelievable in attack and it was a real it was so cool to to be able to commentate i think it was the first time i've done a women's commentary since I was with Sky Sports for an autumn international, um, which was very weird with England um, not that long after I'd retired. So, yeah, it was really cool to be back in the in the commentary box. But one thing they, they're they going to have to tighten up is and make sure that they nail. Like, with some of the defence and the shots, Those big carries from, from Bristol. Um, they're always going to be up against it, given the players they've got injured, um, compared to the ones that Wasps welcomed back. But... Um, it's, it's the physical damage that that Quins do up front. It's yeah. the, you know, and at set piece, it's going to be so important. They've got an England front right, You know, they've got yeah. Vicky Cornborough, Amy McCain, Shauna Brown. Now, I believe that Wasps can withhold that, but then it's also what, what it takes out of them in set piece. Can they then deliver in defence? Yeah. Can they then deliver in um, dealing with that breakdown, that massive physicality? Um, because I think the backs... They're going to go, they will go toe to toe, which will be really exciting. Um, so I think that's going to be a a big call. But if there's going to be one year that they do it, I think Wasps on a pretty good trajectory at the moment.
1: I'm on Waspies. Um, it was really funny on Saturday because, um, as we mentioned, was it funny or no, it was funny. I was (laughs) first, so I was doing score updates from Worcester Saracens. Nick Heath was at the Loughborough game, Ashley Wilmot was at DMP Quinn's, Nolly was, as she mentioned, at Wasps. Bristol and through the first half I kept in my ear hearing there's been a try there's been a try there's been a try whilst I stood there on the top of the gantry at six ways waiting for half an hour for a score in that game. <laughs> it was miserable. and do you know what made me miserable is that Worcester were nilled by Saris but really didn't deserve it they played so well in the first half especially and it was really disappointing to see them come away with nothing considering that there were so many um, you know, kind of semi-professional, professional, contracted England players in that Saracen setup, and then the Worcester girls are all amateurs. So, um, a huge shout out to them, and I hope that they had a good socially distanced drink up after the game because they absolutely deserved <laughs> it. And um, it was it a good game? Yeah, it was good. It was good. It was um, as I say, it was disappointing for Worcester. You kind of felt I it didn't feel like the scoreline was necessarily reflective of what the game had been in the first half. But Saris are just clinical when they need to be and defensively were very strong at the end. And You know what? The Saracens
2: loughborough game is going to be really interesting because with all of the players back, um, Loughborough actually first, I think, first ever game and she scored a try and player of the match went to Emma Wassell the um, Scottish second row. So she's in there. Um, I don't think Rachel Malcolm is, but the Scotland captain back row is, Back in time for the semi-final, I'm not quite sure she's nursing MCL injury at the moment from Six Nations, but I think if they've got all of their players and Saris have got all of their players, I think it's going to be a really decent match-up, and um, I think I think Saracens will probably edge it, but um, just given the physicality that they've got in their pack, like that's where they really dominate most teams. Um, but I think yeah, Loughborough looks uh, looked pretty decent at the weekend. Emily
1: Scarrett, obviously, producing what? some
2: some pretty decent tries.
1: Um, any any other business this week on the pod? Well, I watched an
2: unbelievably exciting game between at the, for the Gallagher Premiership Queens v Wasps. Oh my god! It ended. Um, <coughs> sorry about that. Uh, fajitas oh. being cooked. Crazy um, Italian chef. Yeah, um, angry. Um, Forty six. Uh 48-46, last play of the game, um, Marcus Smith went over to score. He was unbelievable all game. Um, it was absolute heartbreak for Wasps. It was such a good game. I mean, not necessarily for the defensive coaches, given that there was that many scores, but it was weird because when you watched it, sometimes you're like, oh, the defensive absolutely butchered that. But actually, it was just amazing attack. So you kind of think, well... Actually, you've got to credit the attack and how, it, how awesome, in particular, the halfback pairings were for both teams. Just how, how they raised the intensity, they pushed the game, they, they, they challenged, they showed running game, passing game, kicking game, all sorts of things. It was really cool. And <clears throat> amazingly, one of my most engaged with tweets was that I just wanted to see, um, I'd love to see Dan Robson and um, Marcus Smith as a duo for obviously... To play together, hint hint. There's some summer stuff coming up. Um, so many people enjoyed that tweet. I mean, I like, really surprised. But yeah, there you go. And actually, uh, what was your just finishing on. Incident? Oh, you know, it's really hard because I know Mike, and I think he is a fantastic guy. And how his persona is on the field is just not him. And he gets the most. Even if he didn't do anything, he gets so much grief. Yeah. And. I think it's one of those instances that it wasn't intentional. I don't believe he meant to do that. I think he has tripped, but the problem is, is you in rugby, we have studs on our feet and there are bodies on the floor and you have to be careful. And sometimes things happen and you don't mean it. And I don't, I genuinely don't believe he means it. He meant it, but I, it got me thinking actually, because it reminded me of, um, in the Six Nations, well, sorry, the last friendly game, not in friendly because it was definitely not friendly between <laughs> France and England when we only got to see sixty minutes. But um, Anery, the French number six, got yellow carded for standing on Poppy Cleo's face. Now it was similar, like it was like a it was it, when I say standing, she Poppy Cleo had hold of her foot. Anery went to go, she didn't because Poppy held onto it, so she tripped back, and when she tripped back, she kicked her in the face. Yeah, now. If you actually look at the video, does Tommy Taylor hold on to Mike Brown's foot? It looks like he could be. Mike trips, he skips. Now, interestingly, in the France-England game, the TMO, um, I was fortunate. I have an Italian in the household and he said that the the Italian TMO had said in Italian, my recommendation is red to anna for contact with the face or head and yellow for Poppy Cleo because she was holding on the floor. Now, it was only a yellow card that was given to anna um, French player and I suppose why I'm bringing this up is if you hold onto someone's leg because of where your hands are and your arms are you naturally are holding them close to the top part of your body you're holding them close to your face now as a player you naturally kick out and you want to get away because you and it's it's honestly the most frustrating stupid annoying niggling thing that someone can do so you get frustrated so you pull away Now, if you pull away and trip because they keep hold of you your boots are going to land on them because that's just you're not far from them you're a step away from where their face is so i suppose what i'm saying is it's not necessarily massive cheating or anything like that but if it ends in someone having a card then it needs to be looked at and it needs to be sanctioned because that's not okay now I don't believe either of them meant to stand on either of their faces and it was one of those incidents you've got to be careful and you've got to, and I'm not saying that yeah. like people won't do it and have intent in the future or whatever but I just feel like it's just a some, I don't know it just flagged to me that it's something that needs to be addressed and when I say that I'm talking about the person on the floor that's holding the boot not the person that's tripping because I think we've got that right because I think it was a, it it had to be a red card.
1: I think one thing that stuck out for me kind of separate to the incident but because of the incident was that just a week previously we had all made this big vow that we wouldn't go on social media as a mark of um solidarity against trolls and stuff now the abuse levelled at Mike on Sunday afternoon Sunday evening into Monday morning may not have been racially motivated it may not have been misogynistic the nature of some of the things I saw tweeted, and the language used, and the words used. This is just a sport. It's just a game. And some of the things that I I saw people say, and people that like I know, and people people I like, and people who I follow, who generally I've got you know respect for. And I just think, God, you're disgusting. You make you make me feel sick. If I saw one person use the very atrocious swear word that nobody's mum likes to hear. I saw 50 people, 100 people use it, and it, it made me feel sick. That's gross. No need for it. You you can call him a cheat. You can call him a dirty player. There's no need. There is no need to use language like that and level that at players. And it just made me think. You wouldn't say it to them in the street. You wouldn't say it to someone's face. You wouldn't say that to, to anyone's face. It's a disgusting word to use. It's a disgusting thing to say, and I just saw hundreds of tweets that just made me think oh my god this is what makes
2: me cross is that a lot of people that are writing those things have got children and they would never allow their child to call someone like imagine if their child like the behavior that they would i'm sure expect from their child at sport wouldn't be that they if someone does something wrong you get the the right to to accuse of and talk about someone like that do you know what i mean
1: whether you've got a child or not, the thing that annoys me is that people will use this language and say these things, but in the next breath are talking about how our game, our sport of rugby, you know, that is, is better than that. Our values in rugby, and I think, how on earth can you align these supposed values that we position ourselves with such superiority over football in this country. And yet you will willingly use words like that about somebody. That's what winds me up. And people need to take a step back and just have a little think about what they put out there because.
2: It's always the same though, in terms of emotional response to all sorts of things when sport is on, they target it at somebody and whether their team is lost or, you know, I'm sure there was probably loads of Wasps fans that went hard and were so angry about the whole situation with the result, then turned on to a Harlequin player or a Harlequin supporter because they lost the game, would then blame him, and it's
1: just maybe appalling. I, but maybe that's what I can't understand—that these visceral reactions that people have. Like, sport is my life. Like, this is what I I do in my social time, in my professional time. When Sam, watches, when I'm asleep. Um, When Sam Warburton got sent off in the World Cup in 2011, I wasn't going to start calling people these disgusting things on social media. I wouldn't have said it to somebody in a pub. I wouldn't have said it to somebody's face. I wouldn't have put it on the internet. And this is where I'm like, it's just sport. How can you have such an over-the-top visceral reaction to something like this? Like, these people need to have a bit of a word of themselves. I feel like I'm going off on one now for the end of the podcast this week. but Yep, positive finish. Well, positive. I hope you you enjoy the rest of the
2: week. Um, It's a big week in the Waterman household. Not in the Waterman household, but in the Waterman family. Um, It's my big brother's 40th birthday, so I'm going to be enjoying a barbecue, hopefully not in the rain. Um, Fingers crossed. Yeah, fingers crossed. Samuel Peter Waterman somehow has made it to well he hasn't made it yet but he is nearly (laughs) at his fourth decade and I'm very very excited third decade his fifth decade if he's 40 oh don't give me started right bye tryhards bye tryhards
1: hey it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad
0: high quality fashion without the price tag say hello to Quince.